And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Nostrum Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. This is Ted Brower, and it's my pleasure to be with you today. Also be joining us in a few moments. Now, I found this article this morning out of Daily Mail, and it both brought me joy. I don't know, that's kind of weird. And it brought me sorrow, which is also kind of weird. And it brought me disgust, which is also kind of weird. And so I'll read it to you, then perhaps you can understand why I had all these mixed emotions with this. A Georgia dad is charged after beating a 20-year-old man he found in his 14-year-old daughter's bedroom. He knocked out the 20-year-old man's teeth, and then he fired a gun as the intruder fled, not at the individual, but apparently into the ground to scare the individual. Ismael Casillas, 41, charged with aggravated assault, targeting a 20-year-old Kiwan Trazies Humphreys. Okay, now let me give you some background on these individuals. Ishmael is a big guy; looks like he's about six foot two, six foot four. Uh, he looks like he's got some Hispanic, mainly white, maybe some African American in him. Not a bad looking guy, married to a white woman. And Kiwan Trazies Humphreys is black. And now Casillas, the dad, is accused of beating up Humphreys knocking out several of his teeth and firing his gun. The attack took place after Kazillas found Humphreys, nicknamed the 20-year-old man-man, in his 14-year-old daughter's bedroom. Kazillas' wife wrote offline, online, their daughter had met the 20-year-old man, Humphreys, online, playing Xbox. The man had read, allegedly drove two hours to visit her and presumably to have sex with the 14-year-old. Humphreys charged with child, Char was charged with child molestation for allegedly having sexual relationship with the underage girl. So the 20-year-old's in there, I guess, having sex with the 14-year-old. The dad walks in and catches an adult male having sex with his 14-year-old, proceeds to beat him, which I can really honestly understand that. I'm really surprised the father didn't shoot him. Authorities in Georgia say an enraged father took things too far and crossed the line, resulting in his arrest after he found a grown man in his 14-year-old daughter's bedroom. Ishmael Casillas, the dad, 41, has been charged with aggravated assault for allegedly attacking and severely beating 20-year-old Kiwan Trey Z. Humphreys in the early hours of July 4th after finding the man in the family's home in Coeta County. Now, Here's what's crazy about all of this stuff. Number one, I took great joy in that the father was enough of an alpha male that he walked in finding an adult male supposedly having sex with his 14-year-old daughter by beating him half to death. That, okay. But it said that Kazil's went a step further by allegedly asking his wife to bring him his gun, which I really can't say as I blame. And then Humphreys jumped out of the bedroom window in an effort to escape, but Casillas was waiting for him in the front yard where the beating continued. Again, I commend the alpha male for that, according to investigators. The aggrieved parent allegedly threatened Humphrey's life and fired shots as the bloodied and bruised 20-year-old fled. Now, here's the thing. Georgia law allows homeowners to use force to defend themselves and their families from intruders, but only so long as they present a threat. Now, the problem is that they say there's a line that he can't cross, we can't cross, when someone is no longer a threat to you, said Investigator Scott Kilgore, my advice would be to let it go and contact us and let us handle it. Don't take it into your own hands. Now, Mr. Scott Kilgore, I can pretty much guarantee you, 
doesn't have a daughter. And if he does have a daughter, he doesn't have a 14-year-old daughter being allegedly sexually assaulted and raped by a 20-year-old male. So it's very easy for this investigator to say, oh, by the way, he went too far. When I'm surprised that the 41-year-old male who found the 20-year-old guy having sexual relations with his 14-year-old daughter didn't shoot the guy and kill him on the spot. just thought I'd mention that. Perhaps he didn't do it because he didn't realize the guy was 20. Maybe he thought he was 16 or 17 or whatever. It still doesn't justify having sex with a 14-year-old. But what a crazy story. And what's even crazier is we have an adult raping a 14-year-old. The man stops the rape, stops the attack, beats up the other man for raping his daughter, and then the father is charged with assault by the Georgia police. So I don't know what this is all about. I mean, this is absolutely crazy. Does it really mean that the the people out there, the the rapists and the criminals and these people that engage in all of this junk and all of this garbage and all of this filth and all of this perversion, that they have rights above the 14-year-old or rights above what the parent has to defend the 14-year-old? Personally, I think the man would have been justified in beating the 20-year-old unconscious. Like I said earlier, what would happen if he'd have shot the boy, the man, the 20-year-old, while he was in the process of raping his daughter? Would that be justified because he was in the act of committing a felony? So all, and I think the, the father, quite frankly, showed great restraint not shooting the 20-year-old while he was having sex with the daughter, if he walked in on that, and only beat the guy up. But he did break out his teeth. The 20-year-old received a beating he'll never forget, and he should have for having sex with a 14-year-old. That's where he had driven hours to molest and to rape this girl. What an unbelievable mess this is. The father's wife has set up a fund to help with the legal fees. Here's the man basically protecting his family, being an alpha. Let's say that again, in case anybody missed me saying it the first time. Being an alpha male and protecting his family and defending his children and his child is now sitting in jail. What an unbelievable, weird course of events, Austin. What do you think, bud? That is a wild story. And I mean, this. remember, though, a lot of the individuals in the law system now are either undercover Marxist or they're wanting to promote this agenda. And, you know, the, the communist Marxist agenda is essentially lawlessness. It's you can pretty much live however you want to live. It wants to promote that to break down the fabric of society within. And I mean, I highly doubt he's going to get convicted of anything. If I was his attorney, I would straight, I'd call this to a jury trial. I'd say, okay, <laughs> we need a jury, we need a families, juries, everybody up here. We're going to really, really father, call this yep. out if they, right, if they were really going to do this. Because I mean, I'm a father. I have two kids. I have a young daughter. And I mean, I can tell you right now, I mean, the fact that he actually made it out of the house alive is a surprise to me. I'll be honest with you. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of where I would have been like, <laughs> you're in the house, buddy. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> you're done. Like, there, there's no, there's not going to be anybody coming to get you now. And so, I mean, the fact that he got out and he actually made it out alive is a surprise to me. And you got to think about what Dad just said. This wasn't some... 16, 17-year-old girl with a fake ID at a bar and met a guy and they went home. This isn't that. This is a 14-year-old girl in her parents' home and this guy drove two hours 
to engage with this with her. This was fully premeditated. This was not accidental, oh, I didn't know how old you were because we were at a bar together and I thought you were legal ages. None of that. This is, he intentionally drove two hours to meet with her. And obviously, you can meet a 14-year-old girl and know she's not legal. She's living in her parents' home. She's 14 years old. She looks like a 14-year-old, even if she had makeup on. This isn't one of those, ooh, whoopsie, I didn't know that. Not to mention, you're climbing into the window, so you're automatically trespassing on the person's home. You should be expected to get in absolute crap, if not get killed if you get caught. So the kid knew the risk of this. He's 20 years old. This wasn't some 16, 17-year-old kid crawling in the window of a 14, 15-year-old. He's a 20-year-old male. He's a grown man. And so uh, sad to hear that as far as for the dad. I highly doubt they're going to be able to convict this or they'll even probably pursue it. They're probably going to end up dropping the charges, I would at least hope. But, I mean, you get a good attorney on this, they're, they're, especially in Georgia. In Georgia now, the firearm aspect of it, I don't know the facts behind that. That's the only thing that may come into play. If he fired his firearm negligently at the individual, the 20-year-old kid, as he was running away, if they were in a neighborhood or something, that very well may get him in trouble. And quite frankly, there's not going to be much rebuttal to that. You can't go discharging a firearm in a residential area recklessly. Now, if did he shoot it in the ground? That's a different story. I don't know. There's nothing illegal about shooting a firearm into the ground, especially as a warning shot in the state of Florida. Now, I don't know about Georgia, but in most cases, I mean, because say you're in your area, I've mean, been in my area plenty of times. I'm in the county. The water moxie pops up out of nowhere. We live in a swamp. There's that night. I grew up. I, mean, I remember many of times we'd be down in the lake or we'd be in the yard, and all of a sudden here, boom! I look over, big old water moxie head blown off. Well, yeah, that's that's a deadly animal. That's a deadly animal and you have absolute right to defend yourself and kill an animal if he's trying to attack you in your yard especially the state of florida all the swamp creatures we have down here now again i don't know the entire background of where he lives and everything else as far as in georgia but definitely something to follow up on also too something i found this be very interesting as we see these continued people are continually starting to wake up. Zero Hitch put an article out now that said back to school, no thanks, says millions of newly homeschooling parents. They say many parents are balking at back to school, choosing instead to homeschool their children this fall. Next month marks the beginning of the 2020-2021 academic year in several U.S. states, and pressure is mounting to reopen schools. Florida, for example, is now considering the nation's number one hot spot for the virus, which I will continue to rebuttal that, as we called out yesterday, how they've completely and totally fraudulently cooked the numbers to try to make it appear that we have this giant pandemic down here in Florida, and I live in Florida, been all over the state in Florida, not happening down here. People may be getting sick, people may be, you know, going to the hospital for a respiratory condition, older people may be dying, and I can tell you right now that is nothing abnormal from any time of the year, any other year before this. And so what people are saying now is that they're had enough, and they're starting to say that because of the restrictions and what the CDC guidelines are putting out there, they're starting to say, no, we're not going to do it. Uh, the U.S. Center for Disease Control issued school reopening guidelines now. So the CDC has now said for U.S. schools to reopen, these are the guidelines that they have to follow. And I quote, strict social distancing tactics 
Now I'm going to clarify this real quick. This does not say recommended maintaining social distancing. It doesn't say that. It says strict, meaning it's describing what is going to go on. Strict social distancing tactics. Tactics, meaning maneuvers. Things that they are going to do to force you. These are tactics. They're going to push you in that direction. Strict social distancing tactics. And I quote, all day mask wearing for students and teachers, staggered attendance, daily health checks, no gym or cafeteria use, restricted playgrounds and limited toy sharing, and tight controls on visitors to any school buildings, including parents. Now, if what I just said doesn't blatantly tell you that this is getting set up for the prison system that they want to instill in the mindset of the young children, I don't know what else to tell you. Strict social distancing tactics, basically wearing a mask, a muzzle on your face all day long, staggered attendance, meaning they're going to have different offset attendance, random health checks, no gym or cafeteria, which means you're going to have to sit in the classroom all day long, and tight controls on visitors, meaning you're going to have to get permission to come to the school, you're going to have to get a health check to come to a school, and then they will allow you to come to the school once you're approved when they see fit for you to go to the school. This is, this is prison. This is exactly the textbook soft, low security prison industrial complex. That's what they're doing. So a lot of parents have now said, we're done with this. According to the USA Today, 60% of parents surveyed they are likely to choose at-home learning this fall rather than send their children to school even if they reopen. 30% of parents surveyed said they were very likely to keep their children at home and homeschool. Now, they did not said exactly the reasoning why parents said they were going to do this, but this is a survey stating what they're planning on doing. And I highly, I highly encourage everybody listening to this show, including your family friends, really evaluate if you want to send your children back to the school system right now, because you just thought the school systems of four were communist indoctrination camps with their idiotic common core education and the restrictions and children getting suspended and the cops called on them for making Pop-Tart guns or making gun symbols with their hands with your trigger, your thumb and index finger. That already occurred. Wait till you see what happens to these poor children in the fall when they are literally locked down into a full-blown military prison industrial complex, cannot go anywhere, cannot see anybody, cannot speak to one another, have to be muzzled, cannot go outside for playtime significantly, cannot go to the cafeteria, cannot go to the gym. This is downright creepy, and not only that, it's troubling. The fact that if parents actually truly go along with this and they put their children in schools, this is going to be something that I... I really don't even know. A lot of people go, oh, I don't have time to homeschool my kids, or I got to work. Here's the thing. You don't have that excuse. A lot of people don't have that excuse anymore. Large percentage of the population are working from home now. I mean, I have a good friend of mine working at Geico. He works at Geico. He's a big claims adjuster at Geico. He 
blatantly said now he works from home. They bought him computers and screens, everything to work at home. And I asked him, I said, are they going to make you go back? He said, our group, our section that we have, basically our high-end adjusters, he said they've told us that they have no plans to bring us back in the building, that we've, are we've been so efficient from work and that we no longer have to have that section of the building open that they're going to continue to allow us to work from home. Wow, that's pretty cool. So here's the next question you have to ask. If parents are going to go and spend daycare money still, or they're still going to spend all this time commuting and taking kids back and forth to school, and you're working from home, why not get with local people around you and build a local homeschool group and throw a little bit of money in and hire basically a private tutor to come in and teach four, five, six children? That's what I've already looked at doing. Why in the world would you do anything else? Why in the world are you going to subject your children to this level of prison-based tyranny? Something I just wanted to throw out there. Also, to in other news, this is interesting as well, is that Democratic governor of Michigan, you know, Gretchen Whitmore, the full-blown tyrannical, I should say, I think she thinks she's like a king up there now. She has decreed now that basically under the state's emergency system that all residents are required to wear face masks at all times. And she said that businesses must, and I say that term must, M-U-S-T, must refuse entry or service to those who do not wear a face mask covering. And they're going to be financial, financial, basically, sanctions on any business that allows somebody to enter their premises without a face mask on. Now, the limited exemptions that I even heard that are on this, they've now terrified the law-abiding owners of these businesses. So far, they won't even accept medical exemptions. I told you I was in West Palm Beach. I have a doctor's written mandate basically saying I cannot wear a face mask. They refuse to accept it at this high-end burger place, burger restaurant in West Palm Beach. And you could see, they, 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 they said it repeatedly. They said to me repeatedly, we get fined if you do not have a mask on. I said, Everybody at the table is not wearing a mask. Well, you have to wear a mask to order, and then you can take it off. And see, here's the problem I have with all this. All this comes down to, and people are arguing back and forth. This mask topic has gotten retarded. Here's the thing. The science behind it doesn't prove anything to make sense to justify what's going on. Ben Swan did an article last night I thought was very interesting, and he pulled up numerous research articles about N95 respirator mask versus medical mask versus N95 mask and other masks and what they do. And they blatantly said among the 2,862 randomized patients, this was from a, uh, the, the name of the title was N95 respirators versus medical masks for preventing influenza among healthcare personnel. They said among 2,862 randomized participants, among outpatient healthcare personnel, N95 respirators versus medical masks, as worn by participants in the trial, resulted in no significant difference in indication of laboratory-confirmed influenza. Another one, effectiveness of N95 respirators versus surgical masks against influenza. Again, 
there was no significant reduction in influence on either mask. Another one right here they basically had in July 27, 2018, it found no significant reduction in influenza transmission with the use of any face mask. One study evaluated the use of masks among pilgrims from Australia during the Haji pilgrimage and reported no major differences in the risk for laboratory-confirmed influenza infection in the control or mask group. Another study that came out, a cluster of randomized trial of cloth masks compared with medical masks and healthcare workers. And they found, listen to this, they found the study of the first random controlled study of cloth mask showed that the result caution against the use of cloth masks, the result caution, they said this is an important finding because moisture retention, reuse of cloth masks, and poor filtration may result in an increased risk of infection. And here's the thing you have to ask yourself. How many people are actually going out and putting on brand new masks every time they take them off, washing masks, re putting brand new masks on in boxes? Very rarely. Not to mention, they say in the article here that caution among usage and touching of the mask is crucial, meaning the only way you could possibly make a mask work at all to even slightly reduce it is to put a brand new mask on every single time you go anywhere, take it off, throw it in the trash, put a new one back on every 20 to 30 minutes. However, that's not the case anybody's doing. Most people I see are driving around with masks hanging on their rearview mirror like it's a badge of honor, like it's something cool to have a mask hanging on your mirror. A lot of people are making homemade masks and wearing them over and over and over again. They're not washing them every couple hours. And they're saying the moisture retention, the bacteria, and then handling the mask back and forth basically increases the risk of exposure because you're handling the mask. So realistically, the only way to do this is to have a brand new face mask have gloves on, put the mask on with gloves. As soon as you get done doing something around people, you take all of them, you dispose of all of them, and then as soon as you get ready to go into another building, you basically put it on, put gloves on, do not touch your mask, do not move your mask, do not do anything to your mask the entire time you're in the store. And then when you go back out, you take everything off, throw it back in the trash, and you repeat as necessary. That is the only way they have shown to even slightly reduce the risk of any type of transmission. And I can guarantee to you right now, from what I've seen out in public, nobody is doing that. Almost everybody's reusing the mask, which it blatantly says right here in the article that it increases. It says right here, I'll pull it back up again. The conclusion is shown in the study in the first random controlled study of cloth mask and the result caution against the use of cloth mask. Moisture retention, reuse of cloth mask, and pore filtration may result in increased risk of infection. Now, it's interesting. Yesterday, I was at a diesel shop over there talking to one of my buddies in Lakeland PD came over there. So we're hanging, we're talking to shop for a little bit, hanging out and talking to LPD. And we're in Lakeland, Lakeland city limits currently. And I kind of noticed something. I'm like, you know, nobody in the shop's got masks on, which I knew. I knew my buddy Daniel over there. He's retired army. He's absolutely will not wear a mask under any circumstances. And uh, the Lakeland PD came in. He's not wearing a mask. And so we're kind of talking. And also I looked at Lakeland PD. I didn't, I didn't know him. They introduced him to him. And I said, I got to ask yourself a question. I said, what's the deal with this Lakeland mask you know, requirement? He goes, well, first off, it's not a law. It's a city ordinance. And he said, so if you're in the city, you're technically required to wear a mask. If you go out of the city limits, you're no longer required. 
I said, oh, that's awesome. I said, so Lakeland, the city of Lakeland figured out how to stop coronavirus from getting past the Lakeland city limit. I said, that's amazing. How'd they do that? He started chuckling. He said they didn't. He said it's a, well, and he used some choice words I'm not going to repeat on here, uh, city commissioners, blankety-blank city commissioners, that decided they wanted to be progressive and do this to appease a lot of the liberals in the city. I laughed, and I said, well, we, we haven't heard that, but probably a thousand times. He said, exactly. And I said, we realize now, though, that even if the mass did do anything, which we find they do very little at that, if not anything, they increase the risk of serious health conditions because of the reasons I just told you. I said, we now know that the survival rate's like 99.7%. I said, it's so bad as far as the, the, the rate is so good that people have to get tested just to find out if they have it, right? And so he goes on to say something else. I forgot about this earlier. I, just, I remembered earlier when I was talking to another buddy here at the office. And he said, the police chief, like the second down police chief, I forgot his title. It was like, you know, as far as captain or something. He said the captain basically contracted COVID. His daughter contracted COVID. So, of course, they sent him home. He tested positive. And within a couple of days, he said he felt better. He had to self-quarantine. So after 14 days, he tested again, tested positive again. So he started testing every couple of days to see if he tested positive. So he, test po- he tested positive seven times over a one-month period, zero symptoms. They finally told him, they said, okay. So he finally went in, tested negative. They said, okay, listen, you have to test negative two more times, and we can bring you back into the Lakeland PD precinct. And he said, okay. So he tested negative. He's like, I'm fine, guys. I've been fine for the last month. I have nothing going on. They said, it's fine. We just have to do this for a paperwork standpoint because you tested positive. We have to show that you tested negative multiple times. So he tested negative. Went back a couple days later, tested, tested positive again. And he goes, what the heck is going on? I'm perfectly healthy. I'm working out of my house. I feel great. I tested negative a couple days ago. Now I tested positive again. This is exactly what they wanted to have happen. They either have faulty tests. They either have lab tests that are basically skewed or either everybody's got COVID and is testing positive because it's a virus that your body is exposed to. Remember, we are exposed to over 60 to 70 different viruses on a regular basis. We carry viruses on a regular basis. Our body's designed to function around viruses on a regular basis. This is not abnormal. This did not catch God off guard. He designed our body specifically to do this with a proper immune system. So then again, when you have this now and you have all these tests, they use these numbers to scare the populace. So wake up and see what's going on. This is what's going on. They are absolutely doing everything they can to restrict the populace from being able to function properly in society. And this is what's going to happen next. And this is what we've all said. They're doing this, and not only is symbolic, they're doing this to make it so obnoxious that by the time this vaccine rolls out in the next couple months, a lot of people are going to get lined up because they're going to do it for the greater good and because they don't want to wear masks anymore. I'm just going to get a vaccine. I'm going to get my vaccine pass. I don't have to deal with this crap anymore. It'll be over with. And that's exactly how they're going to get a large portion of the United States to comply with a face or with a vaccine mandate. Now you have California Governor Newsom is now stating that he is banning all in-home Bible fellowships, church services, meeting, 
singing and church services. I kid you not now. All July 13, on July 13, 2020, all indoor church services have been banned in at least 30 counties. In-home Bible studies and fellowship, and in other counties, fellowship is limited to 25% or less than 100 people. Also, singing, chanting, praising, worship have all been banned. The exact same order also allows protest to continue. Isn't that wild? We now, they're now saying that if you want to have a Bible study or you want to have a church service, it has to be outside with limited people. Why? So they can monitor and watch everybody. They're doing everything they can to take God out of California. California, in my opinion, I know we have a lot of listeners out there, and I'm giving you a fair warning on this. California is doing everything they can to go godless, to step away from the followings of Jesus. They're doing everything they can. California, in my opinion, will probably be the first state to completely fall under the New World Order because they have already shown that they will submit to that. They will follow along, and they're already working with China. They've worked with China for years with all types of different things back and forth. So be aware of this. Understand what state you're living in down there and that they're doing everything they can to take the name of Jesus and the name of God Almighty out of people's mouths and no longer have anything to do with it in California to bring in that negative frequency that they want to promote in California, Dad. What do you think about that? You know, it reminds me of that Don McLean song, and you don't know what I'm talking about, Austin. It's a, well, you may have heard, you know, you may have heard about it. It's Bye Bye, uh, Miss American Bye. And, uh, you know, one of the verses says, Did you write the book of love, and do you have faith in God above? If the Bible tells you so, now do you believe in rock and roll, and can music save your mortal soul? Can And can you teach me how to dance real slow? And, you know, and, and basically what we realize here is that, you know, this is basically Marxism and what's happening and taking and forcing, you know, God out of the system of the world. And California was one of the first to do that. And, you know, it's just it's just a really – you actually listen to the song. It gets kind of weird. and It's got some pretty negative lyrics, so I'm not going to read you the whole thing. And But you got to understand, guys, it's one of those things that the Marxists – want to do and then the, and the song goes on to say and the three men I admire the most the father the son and the holy ghost they caught the last train for the coast the day the music died and California has been at the forefront of all of this stuff for decades and decades and decades I mean this is where Laurel Canyon came from and all of the drugs and so much of the research that was done you know from MK Ultra and the LSD experiments all coming out of California and California is pretty much a godless state in general. Now, there are pockets of Christians, and there are some good churches there, and there are some Christians there, but I've had multiple people that I've known who've moved to California and have moved back because they did not want to deal with that particular environment because it was so secular. And the taxes are ridiculous. They're hundreds of billions of dollars in debt, if not trillions. They can't pay their their debts. They can't make money, so they can't print money. And they're always asking the federal government for bailouts, which, by the way, that would be me and you, friends. We're paying for this in our tax dollars. And so it's very frustrating, Austin, when you see what's going on, and you see what's going on with these different states, and you see what's happening as far as this ritual. I mean, this is the social isolation ritual that changes the brain. We've talked about that in detail. And we have to also realize this is, again, we've mentioned this. This is a satanic ritual. 
the social distancing, the wearing of masks. And we've got to understand that these people who do all of this stuff, many of them, the highest levels are Satanists. They hunt humans for sport. They drink blood. They sacrifice children. And, and as we've seen with Jeffrey Epstein and the gang, they like to have sex with young children. And see, this is a group of people that is morally, completely, and totally reprobate. And they're simply not anything that's going to change their minds except for a direct encounter with the Most High God, like Paul had on the road to Damascus when Christ himself knocked him off his horse and blinded him and rubbed his face in the dirt and was blinded for days and spoke to him and showed up to him. Well, that got your attention. But, you know, would these guys really listen? Jesus himself said if someone actually came back from the dead and said to them that some of these people are not going to believe. See, this is the problem when you allow the secular educational system to come in and program these young children from birth into the secularism of the New World Order and communism and socialism and Satanism. That they want to believe all of this stuff all of the time. It's, it's really, really, you know, really sad to me when all this stuff's happened. By the way, a former drug addict who was addicted to Adderall reveals she's been Adderall free for two years after decades of substance abuse and two stints in rehab. Now, I wouldn't normally bring this up as far as this individual, but I wanted to mention this about Adderall. Adderall is a group of amphetamine salts. It's kind of like Ritalin, but even more, more so. And these drugs basically are like cocaine in their nature, and they're extremely addictive. In fact, Ritalin is one of the top ten drugs slated for pharmaceutical theft, as is Adderall. And they're really highly regulated. They're Schedule II drugs. And be very, I mean, they're in some category with morphine. So be very, very, very careful if you have children who've been taking this for ADD, think about this for a second, while they're in junior high school, elementary school, high school, because high probability when they get out of school and they're no longer being diagnosed with ADD and having to be in a classroom, they're going to find a street source for this and they're going to continue taking it. It's that addictive. You know, parents actually use these products from their children. It's one of the top drugs slated in college now to be used illegally for kids who are studying for finals. So don't be taking stuff like this. If you've got a problem with your heart or anything such as your cardiovascular system, this thing can actually induce a heart attack. I mean, they're that strong. So, I mean, you've got to be real careful with this kind of stuff. These are amphetamines. Now, also yesterday, I quoted some stuff out of Revelation 13, and I wanted to read that back to you guys. It said, Revelation 13... Verse 3, it says, One of the heads of the beast seemed to have a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. People worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast, and they also worshipped the beast and asked, Who is like the beast and who can wage war against it? The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and exercise authority for 42 months. It opens its mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his holy name. Guys, we need to realize that this thing is absolutely happening right now while we're here. It said it also forced all, this is starting in verse 16, it also forced, forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This call for wisdom, that the person has the right the inside calculate the number of the beast for the number of man the number is six 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 foot social distancing stay six feet away six on the floor six on the walls yep. six everywhere guys 
this is where we have found ourselves. And now we have a third of Americans believe that Biden is incapable of debating Trump. I agree with that 100%. I don't think that if Biden and Trump actually have a live debate, that Joe Biden could actually, unless they put some kind of stand-in, can actually debate Donald Trump. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't think it's possible. Even as messed up as Trump's brain is from all of the diet sodas he's drunk, you know, Biden's senile. In addition to that, it starts the mortgage delinquencies now are suddenly to soar at record paces. And guys, in about two weeks, we're going to have a, we're gonna need the $600 to $800 a week that people have been getting for the last three or four months is coming to a screech and halt. And this is all being done on purpose to coincide with the next election. Now, Asheville, North Carolina, by the way, Asheville is one of the most, how should I say, liberal cities in the United States. I mean, it's unbelievable. The amount of homosexuals there is mind-boggling, and the amount of witches there is mind-boggling. One day we were in Asheville because, you know, the Biltmore Estate is there. That's another weird place. But we were sitting at an outside restaurant because it was a beautiful day, and a witch walks by, a witch. I mean, with the pointed hat, the whole bit, a witch. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's the first time I've ever seen a pointed hat witch walking through the streets. So Asheville now in all of its unbelievable liberalism and stupidity, in a historic move, has now approved reparations for black residents. I don't even know how to deal with this. In an extraordinary move, Asheville City Council, who basically are all liberals, has apologized for North Carolina City's historic role in slavery, discrimination, and denial of basic liberties to black residents, and voted to provide reparations to them and their descendants. Seven to zero vote came at the night. Of course, it was the night of July the 14th. Hundreds of years of black blood spilled that basically fills the cup we drink from today, said Councilman Keith Young, one of the two African American members of the body and the measure's chief proponent. It's simply not enough to remove statues. Black people in this country are dealing with issues that are systemic in nature. The unanimously passed resolution does not mandate direct payments. Instead, it will make investments in areas where black residents face disparities. Guys, you know, we've had investments in black areas and in rural areas and urban areas that have faced disparities for 40, 50 years now. Now they're calling it reparations. This is a slippery slope to go down. Oh, well, Asheville gave, Asheville gave us reparations. Why won't you give us reparations? North Carolina's doing it. Why won't Florida? And this is crazy because, I mean, we've had minority home ownership, all kinds of other stuff with the Small Business Administration with minorities, minorities being given basically government contracts over other groups of people that are not minorities. And this has been going on for a long, long time. It's called affirmative action. Just thought I'd mention that term to you. It's been around for 50 years now, which has actively discriminated against white people for the past five decades. But yet we have to call it reparations now, I guess, to try to set the stage for additional reparations. And, you know, the CDC is warning this fall <laughs> and winter will be likely one of the most difficult times we've experienced in American public health. These are all just absolute lies, guys. If you keep your immune system strong, you're not going to have these issues. Take your C, your D, your iodine, your zinc, and just go down the road and be done with this nonsense. All this is is fear-based mind control. That's all this is. By the way, 
I watched a video today, and I've seen it before, and I've talked about it before a couple of years ago on the show. I want to mention it one more time. And I've posted it on the website. It has over 6 million views. And it says, very simply, it's titled, Don't Talk to the Police. Don't Talk to the Police. Now, this is a professor, a law professor at Regent University. He's discussing why you're never going to be able to be benefited from having any discussion with the police. How if they're, if you're involved in an investigation, I don't even care. Let's say that Joe Smo robbed somebody in Virginia Beach, and now they're asking you about Joe Smo and the robbery in Virginia Beach, and you're not even involved as a person who's being investigated, but you're being asked questions. And they ask you if you were in Virginia Beach the night of the robbery, and you say something like, well, no, I wasn't in Virginia Beach. I was in Orlando. But then somebody comes in and they say, oh, no, he's lying. He was in Virginia Beach. He was there. I saw him. And it's a credible witness. Now they've got you basically lying while speaking to a police officer and perhaps even under oath when you spoke. Now, here's the problem with all of that. Now they've somehow linked you to lying back to Virginia Beach, whether you had nothing to do with this or anything. So you get dragged. Now you get dragged into the court. You may be charged with a crime. This is what they did to Roger Stone, guys. Roger Stone wanted to be a good citizen. He wanted to go before the Congress, answer their questions, try to exonerate Donald Trump with his whole WikiLeaks mess, and thought he could explain himself. Now, Roger Stone is absolutely brilliant, and he's been involved in politics, international and global and regional and national politics, his entire life, and they entrapped him. Now, how much better would it have been had Roger Stone, when they said, would you like to come up here and speak to us? No, no comment. Let's talk to my attorney. No comment. No comment. Well, we're going to basically bring you up here now via subpoena. Okay, I'm going to plead the fifth. I don't care if you ask me if it's pretty outside. I'm pleading the fifth. I don't care if you ask me if God makes little green apples. I'm pleading the fifth. I know nothing. Be like Sergeant Schultz on Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. Nothing. I'm not speaking. I plead the fifth. That's it. Don't talk to police officers. Don't give them information. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. I covered this a while back. I'm saying it to you again. Saying it to you again. Probably said something like this. Did you walk into your daughter's room and you found a 20-year-old man raping your daughter? Yes. Did you grab him and beat him? Yes. Did you know his age when you were grabbing him and beating him? No. Did you beat him until... Well, his teeth fell out. He was almost unconscious. Yes. Did you grab a pistol from your wife? Here we go, guys. Did you tell your wife to get a pistol? Yes. Did you discharge your weapon? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here's how this conversation should have gone. Did you beat the man? I wish to remain silent. Did you see your daughter being raped by this man? I wish to remain silent. Was there a 20-year-old man screwing your 14-year-old daughter when you walked in? I wish to remain silent. Did you pull a gun on this 14-year-old guy and discharge it into the ground? I wish to remain silent. Silent, 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 silent. Now, all of a sudden, we've got a 20-year-old guy being beat up. Police have been discharged. Now the police come in and they go to this 20-year-old guy. You were beat up in this guy's house in the middle of the night. You're under arrest for trespassing. You're under the arrest for being there for 14-year-old daughter. The guy who beat the guy up didn't say anything. Guess what? What are you going to charge him with? Did you discharge your weapon? I remained silent. Did your wife have your weapon? I remained silent. 
Why should say? I remain silent. I'm not saying anything. We're going to talk to our attorneys first. Now, I'm not saying you can't bring all the stuff out later in a court of law. I'm not saying you can't tell the truth later in a court of law. But just be shut up to start with. Don't say anything until you figure out what the state wants to do. Really important, guys. I can't, this, this is the perfect example of what happened with this guy. Perfect example. I just wish not to talk about it. Or he, he could have even said, did you, did you find this guy in your room? This guy in this room, you know, he was in my house. Whatever. And I'm not going to talk about anything else. Whatever. Just, just be careful when you talk to police officers. Here's a guy who probably said, "Yeah, I fired a couple warning shots into the ground to let him know that I was serious." All right, that's it. You discharge your firearm. You're done. Now you're going to jail. Now we're arresting you. Did you beat him after he jumped out of the window in the front yard? Yeah, I kept beating him. Okay. Well, now you've overdone your beating of this guy. Here's the thing: twenty-year-old man's raping a fourteen-year-old girl. You really can't, in my opinion, overdo the beating of the 20-year-old male. It's just not okay, guys. Stuff like that doesn't happen. By the way, Minneapolis allowed their city to burn. They allowed their city to burn. They allowed their city to burn while they watched, and they were told to stand down, and now they're getting rid of their police force in many places. But here's what they're doing. Just in case you wonder what Minneapolis police was doing, uh, Minneapolis police officers now using drones to spot nude beachgoers. Yeah. Okay. We have nothing better to do as far as our city being <laughs> burned down. We're going to use drones, and we're going to see how many people are running around naked on a beach. Minneapolis police controversially use drones to spot people illegally taking off their clothes on an official nude beach, according to a report from the CBS affiliate in Minneapolis. Numerous online sources say that Twin Lake Beach has a long history of nudity. But legally, anyone nude and women exposing their breasts are a violation of the law, a group of officers from the Minneapolis Police Department said and said as they sent in drones after they received a dozen complaints this spring and summer regarding people being nude. And they were drinking alcohol. They were having a, they were having a beer on the beach. Oh, my God. Heaven forbid having a beer on the beach. The devices caught images of people exposing parts of their bodies. They later covered when the officers arrive. The police say the drone surveillance is legal because the beach is a public place. Okay, now, I'm not going to comment on nude beaches. We have them here in Florida. I don't go to them. I don't go to them. Now, I did walk out into a beach one time in Monte Carlo, and people were running around nude. This is in, this is in France. This is in Europe. And it's very common in France and Europe to have nude beaches. Here's what I've seen from nude beaches. Most people know that when you go there, these beaches are nude. Okay? There's an island called Mykonos in Greece. There's a nude beach. I didn't go there when we were there a few years ago. Here's the thing. The one time I did walk into one, basically, not really being aware of what was going on, I noticed that the majority of the people who were nude uh, shouldn't have been nude. They were pretty awful shape. thought I'd mention that. And quite frankly, for Minneapolis police to be spending their money and time now while they watch Minneapolis burn, to be busting some people for having a beer on the beach or taking their top off or whatever, is just absolutely asinine to me. It's so stupid. It's un- unreal now that Minneapolis is begging for money from the federal government to rebuild the city they allow to have burn. But again, this shows you how incredibly corrupt so many of the cities are that are controlled via these communists. And quite frankly, the communists are pretty liberal. I don't know why in the world they even care. 
because they're pretty much, oh, well, whatever happens, happens. Who cares? And now all of a sudden they want to bust beachgoers. gets to prove that they're actually doing something. By the way, starting next week, Walmart and Sam's are going to officially have a new policy by Walmart, and they're going to require everybody, with a few exceptions, hopefully that's medical exemptions, to wear masks in all of their stores at all times. And, yeah, so here we go again. And, oh, now they're telling us that the air conditioning in your home here in Florida spreads COVID. It doesn't protect against coronavirus. It actually makes it worse and it spreads through. So now, not only are we supposed to walk around with masks on in the 100-degree temperatures here in Florida, we're supposed to open our doors and windows, turn off the A.C., and swelter in our homes wearing a mask while we hope we don't get COVID while we fry. This is insanity. It's all insanity, Austin. I mean, it's. I talked to Austin last night. We had to run over to Lakewood for a little bit, and we came back, and I said to Austin, I said, have you noticed how people are driving like they're idiots? He goes, yeah, it's awful. Because, you know, people have always driven badly. But now they're like, they're wearing a mask, and if you don't have your mask on when you're driving, they're like the mask police, so they want to say things to you from the car. Or they want to basically shake their fist at you if you're not wearing a mask. And I said, have you noticed the lack of civility we're getting now when people drive? And he also says, yeah. He says, like, I woke up in the twilight zone. Like, this is all surreal. I said, I know. I said, here's the thing. As people get more and more brain damage from social distancing and wearing masks for oxygen deprivation, people are going to start acting more and more and more weird. And people get more and more violent, and they're going to get more and more erratic. This is what we're seeing now all over Central Florida. And, guys, you know, when you're locked down now for months on end, you know, I mean – I really enjoy doing the show with you guys every day. I mean, I really enjoy doing this. I enjoy praying for you guys this morning because it gives me something else to do. It gives me something else to talk about. I get to, I get to vent myself and talk to you guys. We've got a huge listening base. And you guys, many of you say, well, when you guys don't do a show or whatever, you know, it feels like there's a giant void in my life because, you know, we were off the air a few weeks ago because, you know, we're no longer having the ability to communicate with you. I just got an email from a man over in Ukraine, and he has a 90-year-old friend. Her name's Teresa. And her daughter has socially distanced her mother now, who's 90 years old, and only visits her like twice a week by putting a bag of groceries by her door and wanting to go inside and talk to her. So the only time she even gets out of the apartment is when she goes to check her mail. And now she doesn't even care if she lives or dies. She just should prefer to die. This is what they want. They want this learned helplessness and hopelessness by everybody. So you go, oh, gosh, yes. If I can take a vaccine, here we go, and everything's normal again, I'll be okay. Guys, I got a newsflash for you. As long as we have these Sabbatane Kabbalists, Luciferians in charge, and we don't call these cockroaches out for who they are, it ain't ever going to be normal again. We got to stand in the gap for the people who can't stand in the gap and continue to voice our objection over all of this stuff. Austin, what do you think? That's well said. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to handle a lot of stuff around here locally because I don't really go to Walmart or Sam's much. And I don't really go to Costco, Starbucks, Best Buy, Panera Bread, Kroger, any of that. Those are all on the list that are now going to be mandating masks. I mean, it will be mandatory to enter the building. I don't know what they're going to do with medical exemption, uh, but I just got a text message two minutes ago from my good friend who's a manager up at Lowe's. I, I frequent Lowe's a lot. Still finishing up a house build right now, so I go there on a regular basis to get material. And he just texted me up and he said, Lowe's officially stated as of Monday next week, basically uh, the 20th, that they will be mandatory to wear a mask in all Lowe's stores all across the country now. So we're going to see what happens. We're going to see if they're doing this kind of as a publicity stunt, if they're actually going to enforce it, 
Walmart has blatantly put out, and they said that they will have a person in a, a black polo suit. Their ambassador will receive special training to help make the process as smooth as possible for customers. The ambassador identified by their black polo shoots. Interesting using black. Not a red shirt, not a bright blue shirt, but a black shirt. Like death, black. Black polo will work with customers to show up a store without a face mask covering and find a solution. We are currently considering different solutions for customers when the requirement takes effect on July 20th. So they're doing it all across the board now. July 20th, July 20th, July 20th, starting Monday. All these stores are going to be doing it. This is something that's grossly troubling. And so we're going to have to figure out how to handle it. I'm going to figure out how to handle it down here because I've told you guys before. I am not going to wear a mask, period. I'm extremely healthy. I know I'm healthy. I know how my body feels. And quite frankly, even if I was an asymptomatic carrier of COVID, the likelihood of actually spreading it, the, according to the WHO, is extremely slim. I don't walk around and spit on people. I don't cough in people's face. Quite frankly, I don't like to be close to people because I like to be able to have a, a slightly advantage, slight advantage reaction time if somebody were to lunge at me or pull a knife on me or try to grab me. I don't like getting close to people. I told you that before, even before all this stuff happened. You know, I've been in stores before, especially to about at Walmart. Now, the one thing I do have to say, I do like this now. When you go to a store and they have the markings on the ground, people don't walk up on you while you're standing there. I had that, I've had that happen numerous times. I've straight called people out while I've been in the register where you're, you're checking out and you pull your wallet out, you pull some cash out, and you look over, and the person's like literally 12 to 18 inches off your shoulder, like breathing down your neck. I've straight up said, like, dude, can I have some room? Please back up. I don't, you do not need to be staring over my shoulder looking at my wallet. People get all awkward. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. It's because they're not awake. But now the signs on the floor by states real far back. I do like that. I'm not even going to lie. But the fact now that they're going to start mandating all these stores, so there's a high probability, guys. And like Dad just said, it's a high probability you're going to need to wear a mask. They're going to require you to wear a mask virtually every single retail store in the United States pretty soon. I mean, these are all big heavy hitters. I mean, Lowe's, Costco, Sam's, Walmart, Starbucks, Best Buy, Premier. I mean, list goes down the line. Some heavy hitters. So the fact that they're doing this now shows us what they are getting planned to do. And so, again, I encourage everybody see how this works out. I mean, I guess a lot of people capitulate. I know a lot of people do. I've talked to a lot of people, and they go, well, it's not that big of a deal. Sure, it's fine. If you want to wear a mask, it's not that big of a deal to you. It's not that big of a deal. To me, it's that big of a deal. To me, I'm not going to be muzzled. I'm not a dog. You're not going to put me on a chain and put a muzzle on my face and tell me to heal. I've never been muzzled by anybody, and I won't be muzzled now. And the people are going back and forth. Well, you need to do this because it protects people. You don't need to do that. I gave you guys the articles earlier on the N9 respirator mask that did not even reduce it. The reduction of it between surgical mask and N95, there was no significant reduction in influenza spreading. I showed you the research that they just talked about. I told you guys where the mask can actually have a detrimental health effect on you as well. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And the problem is nobody wants to address that. I heard from another person I was reading online, a nurse was talking about it and she said the mask in general also starting to break people's skin out with oil because you're wearing the mask all day and you're getting oil on it and so you're basically your hair follicles your skin your oil glands are basically getting clogged up so people's faces are starting to break out now 
this is not a healthy thing to do, to wear a dirty mask all day long and reuse it. Like I said, if you are going to wear a mask, and this is something you really want to do, if you really want to actually try to do something and you think it may help, you need to have a brand new pair of gloves and a brand new mask, and you need to swap them out all day long, everywhere you go, anywhere. And anything you touch with those gloves, you've got to pull those gloves off, trash them, put new gloves on. I mean that sincerely. That's the only way to do this and make it effective. You ever seen movies and stuff where they have doctors and they're scrubbing down? They basically put their hands up in the air. They don't touch anything. Somebody puts gloves on them. They put mask on them. They put gear on them. After that, person's already been scrubbed down and they go down the line. And when they get done, everything comes off and goes in a biohazard containment, basically box or a trash can for biohazard. And that's it. It's done. It's never touched again. That's the only way this could actually be effective. Because here's the thing. If you're wearing a mask because you don't want to infect people and you're doing it for the greater good and you're breathing into it and you are carrying COVID, right? So that's the whole point of wearing the mask, allegedly. If you are carrying COVID and you do not want to spread it, well, now you're putting the mask on. You allegedly have COVID, but you're asymptomatic. You're breathing COVID virus into the mask, which it does not stop the virus from going everywhere. That's, that's a complete and total lie. So you're getting the virus all in the mask. Now you're touching the mask, taking the mask off, putting the mask back on, going inside, touching different things, touching your steering wheel, touching door handles, putting the mask back on, back on, back on and off. You're now spreading the virus via your hands and your mask without even realizing you're doing it. Wake up and use precautions if that's what you really want to do. Please, thank you for supporting Health Masters. Wake up and stand your ground if you feel convicted on this. I encourage everybody to spread the news. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Please be sure to check out the product of the week. The Excellent C is back in stock and on sale for 10% off on the website at healthmasters.com right now. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.